Welcome to the Only Football Fans podcast. Basically, we're a group of 10 mates frustrated that we can't meet up in the pub every week to chat about the footy. So, we've decided to do a podcast instead. Welcome to episode six um, of the Only Football Fans podcast. So, yeah, last night we recorded the JTAB interview, which was put out today, um, yesterday, once you'll be hearing this, because it's come out tomorrow. Um, and yeah, we've had some some good response from that so far. It was a cracking interview. Thanks for sorting that out, Greg, as well, mate. No um, that went really well. So, um, yeah, hopefully we get a, a few more interviews like that coming your way as well. Um, we've got Gareth Graham, who was mentioned actually by Jay in, in the interview yesterday. Um, he's coming next week for an interview. So, uh, yeah, based on what I've what I've heard about Gareth, that should be quite an entertaining one. So, um, yeah, we'll keep churning out some some interviews as well as the the usual episodes as well, guys. But um, yeah, let's get sort of straight into the reaction from weekend's fixtures, which I'm reluctant to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with probably someone else who's even as reluctant as me. We'll start with you, Greg, with uh, the first one of the weekend, which was Leicester-Liverpool. Leicester winning the game 3-1. Um, yeah. What's your, your thoughts, mate? Obviously, we heard you on, on the stoop with Lolo after the game. So uh, I've got a rough idea of how happy you were with it. But uh, yeah. yeah, over <laughs> to you, mate. Well, what's your thoughts? Yeah, mate, as you know... Um... As I said tonight, them guys on that on that um, episode there, that two minutes in, there was like a mistake straight away, and I was like, "Oh my god, here we go again!" Like a uh, bit of a mix-up, Trent and Curtis Jones, and then Madison obviously like tried that audacious shot, and um, I was just like, "Please no, like not again." But then like things calmed down after that, and I thought um, we kind of controlled the first half; it was all right. But we we still weren't doing a lot. I think Mane and Salah both had a lot of opportunities that they probably could have done better with. But it was a bit of a boring first half. And then, obviously, that goal, um, Firmino's flick was just um, like, unreal. And that's that's like the, the good side of him. It's like unbelievable. And then, obviously, the finish. That was, was it was different. a phenomenal assist, mate. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, it just fell into Salah. He didn't even move. He just literally had to swing a leg at it and he yeah. didn't even hit it that hard. Do you know what I mean? He literally just placed it and, and Kaspers Michael was being as good as he is. He's just stretching. He's just nowhere near it. But that's as good as it got, really, obviously for us. And then, you know, in the words of Alan Hansen, a total capitulation. Um, seven minutes, three goals. It's, it's like Sunday league stuff, isn't it? And then, you know, the mistake at the back, whether it, <laughs> whether it was he can't talk English or Alison's fucking speaking Brazilian to him, I don't know. Like, but that mix up there's obviously it's his first game and that I'm not really blaming him, but I think it's it must be getting to Alison now. Obviously, them mistakes against City, the, the total change in defence all the time, and it's just you know he, he's made some he's he's probably trying to atone for his errors at City. And then it just made it even worse kind of thing, you know. And obviously, you know, Vardy's walking it in laughing. It's, it was ridiculous, really. But yeah, what do you say? Do you think that, like, early on, I think it was only 
about 15 minutes in, Milner coming off and Thiago coming on. Do you think that hurt you? I don't know. It's hard, really, isn't it? Because obviously the game, the game is only just planning out, like when, when Milner went off. And then obviously Thiago comes on and he does what he does. We've obviously chatted about it between us before. I mean, he's, he's so good to look at. And when things are going forward, brilliant. But like the recovery is just non-existent. And I think even watching some of the highlights, they were highlighting even like Firmino, who is normally like dogged on it all the time. Even he was lacklustre in his... His getting back and stuff like that, his trying to re- like retrieve the ball was non-existent. So it, it's obviously running through the team as a whole. Yeah. But, you know, it just it just wasn't. It, that seven minutes is a joke. Like, you know, for a team of our calibre, whether we've got players out or not, three goals, seven minutes is just inexcusable, you know? Yeah, I liked it. Well, it was going to come come to you, actually, Kyle, because you predicted it, mate, on our last episode. I you, did. Uh, Thank you very much. You, you yep. called the free ones. So that's off to you. Yeah. Well, so I, want to, I, I, I want to take the full credit for it, but I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I just, I just wanted to go a bit a bit left wing with it. Oh, you know, left wing, right wing, whatever you want to call it. Just a bit different. Everyone else was going to the pool. I actually fancied Leicester. I did. Did I think it was going to happen? I don't know. But the way Liverpool are playing, anyone can beat them 3-1 at the moment, to be fair. So apart from like yeah, Le- 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 Leicester are a good Leicester are a top side. They, they you know, are they mate. are a top. There's no there's actually yeah. no shame whether you're playing well or not to lose three one to a Le- that Leicester team. They could they, they can are, they're anything. decent exactly yeah. I think they've got such a co- such a complete stable squad like it 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 just works. It's it's not probably the best man for man, but the as a whole yeah, and what what it is, it's such a strong side, so strong. Oh. Like, like we actually hinted on, like the reason I actually went with Liverpool, I thought um, Leicester might be hurt by like the upset in the back line with that James Justin being being injured. And yeah. you mentioned like Pereira coming in should be all right, should be solid. And Castagna, Castagna was actually injured as well. And they've they've replaced mm. both fullbacks, like Daniel Imarty come in and and um, Ricardo Pereira, and they they didn't look like they they had changed any personnel. They just slotted in. Fine. Yeah. Um, Matty, what's, what's your opinion on how it went, mate? Um, I didn't watch the game live. I only saw the highlights of the game. But I just wanted to ask Greg, if you were Mr Klopp, would you have uh, benched Allison for that game or would you have kept him in? What, for the Leicester game? Yeah, just based, no, on, I... based on his current form and sort of how things are going for him personally. The thing is, obviously, like... He's obviously fucked up in the Leicester game, which which made it two on the run. But yeah. apart from that, it was just the mistakes against Man City. And like as I, I, I like I said before, you know, he's he's been pretty much everyone's call for like best keeper in the world for quite a while yeah. because he's been so consistent. And then obviously they're major. They are like they're proper major mistakes. But no, I wouldn't have dropped him. Like it, you've got to keep him in, just just because he had one bad game. But obviously, it turned into two now. Like you know, where the mistake came in, and even silly little things. I think, like even for the first goal, obviously, like the 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 good bit of Firmino was the flick. But then the worst bit of him is that he's trying that flick in our own half. Yeah, and then we lose possession. They go and get a free kick slash penalty like it could it was so close I mean it was so close to the line 
but it didn't matter anyway. Obviously, they went and scored. But again, just going to that free kick, his decisions, why he didn't push the team. He had the team sitting on the six-yard box yeah. defending. You know, like, Madison's obviously going to whip it in. And if they're on the six-yard box, they're on top of him. He's got no chance. If he had pushed them up to the penalty spot, yeah. you only give James Madison one option then, is to pretty much shoot. Yeah. And Don't want to he's be. got... <laughs> and then, yeah, but again, you know... If by sitting on that six-yard box, you're giving him a chance to whip it in, and if no one gets a touch, it goes in like it did. Yeah. Like, and and the ball's on top of Allison before he knows it. Whereas if it's just a shot, it's a bit, you know, it makes it that little bit harder, even though he's got that in him. But I just, yeah, some of the decisions as well, like obviously where he's been a bit lacking, obviously from the City game, and then that 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 fuck up with Kabach. But yeah, no, I wouldn't have dropped him, no. So, also, sort of following on from that, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I touched on this, I don't know if it was off-air before, I watched an interview with Arsene Wenger on Being Sports about how Liverpool play without Van Dijk. I mean, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's just a fascinating insight into what he thinks about the dynamic of Liverpool when Van Dijk doesn't play. You know, Henderson being normally 10, 15 yards in front of him and Van Dijk is marshalling everyone. I'm not saying Jordan Henderson doesn't do that, but when, you're, when you've been taken out of your current position in centre midfield to then play centre-half in the Premier League, it might, although you could say any class player could just drop back, you and I know that it's not that. It's, it's not no, that of course not. And one of the worst games to probably do it in as well yeah. because of who he's facing up against, like Jamie yeah. Vardy. And do you know what? To be fair, he actually did all right up until obviously that point of, of the goals. I think he only probably got caught out once when Allison came out and sort of flaffed, but got away with it. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the only times I'd say that until the seven minutes that Jordan was like in a little bit of trouble. But again, it was okay. Before they scored, it was okay. But then as soon as they scored, mate, the confidence obviously just drained. And then yeah, I think you could see game you could, over. You could see in the body language of the Liverpool players that mentally. They look defeated. Yeah, like, but I think the know, last the last goal being the prime example, Harvey Barnes. He had oh a free, yeah, he had a free run at it. Thiago weren't even looking where he was going; just no. ran straight past him. He didn't even get near well, it. He, he was ball watching because yeah. he's looking at the play a bit further on, and then yeah. Harvey Barnes just drifted right part. Like, and yeah. then it, he, he, didn't, he didn't even tell. I think it may have been Trent. He didn't even tell Trent that he's there. No, he's passed him on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Trent, so I mean, it was random. Let's, let's go over to a few of the other boys here, here yeah. sort of thoughts on it. Strug, what's your um, opinion? Yeah, you were just saying about the, the body language of the players and stuff, but I think it's been like that all season with Liverpool. Like, there's something missing from the team that was so good last year. And it, it ain't all just down to a couple of injuries. Like, Van Dijk, obviously, he's a big miss. But, mm. like, Liverpool last season, they didn't give you a chance, did they? They were just pressing yeah. you and pressing you and Since pressing you. Since that Watford loss, I think, a lot, when they lost their unbeaten run. Yeah, yeah, it did seem to go from there. But, I mean, against Leicester, I think Till made a good point about Milner coming off. And he's, what is he, 35, 36? But he's still got yeah. that in the locker. He's going to keep pressing here and he's got a bit of energy about him. As soon as he went off and Thiago come on, he's just, like someone said, he was just ball-watching. And he does, yeah. every time I've seen him play, he's just ball-watching. I don't think he's suited to the Premier League. I don't think he likes nah. the pace of it. The work rate doesn't seem to be there or his body is not capable of... 
Like we we mentioned it before, didn't we, Greg? When we spoke about him before, saying he's not really a, a clock player and he doesn't really fit the Liverpool way at the moment. He's no, he's more of a sort of like a luxury, really. And and I think when you're missing your catalyst and in your Van Dyke and a couple of other major players, I think you can't afford any passengers. And no. I think he's you, you, you're carrying him at the moment. I think you'd be better off even playing. Someone like Curtis Jones ahead of him, to be honest. Well, he he did obviously. Curtis Jones. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, he, he came off right before they actually scored. Yeah, and I was just about to sort of say that, like you know, he he's he's brilliant. I love him. Obviously, like again, he's like coming through the academy, and he's mm. he looks like an absolute player. But like for him, he's he's like nineteen, twenty years old, so but shouldn't be relying on him ahead of someone like Thiago. Yeah, but, with the cap, the 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 caliber of player that Thiago is, it, but Klopp's yeah. obviously seen that it's not working as well to have dropped him because mm. like, I'm mentioning it as if he he didn't do yeah. it, but it's only an injury which brought him into that game, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, I just think obviously Thiago might he, he might have to play a different role, even obviously when like Fabinho and Jordan Henderson go back into the midfield, he might have to play in that ten, even if he's going to get a game at all. Drop Allison and throw him in goal. See what he's got. <laughs> he, might, um, he might be Pat, just as good. Pat, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, just touching on what Boyle was saying about Liverpool being a different team without Van Dijk in, in the team. There was a thing on uh, before the uh, Champions League game yesterday. Punditry was saying like it just highlights the job that like Ronaldo and Henderson do when they're playing centre mids. Liverpool basically play with two defenders when Van Dijk's there because Robertson and Trent are pushed on. Yeah. But like, your three centre mids will drop back and yeah. fill that space cover, of, the, yeah. of the wingers. Yeah, they cover. Whereas now they're playing centre-back, the people in the centre ain't doing the job that Henderson and like, Ronaldo would have done last yeah. season. They, yeah, they have And been- that's where they're coming unstuck and getting caught out of the back so much. And this is where I think Trent and Robertson have suffered a little bit, as in their confidence. Because, I mean, their assist record between them two, I mean, they was having a competition last year about who could get yeah. more. You know what I mean? And then this year, obviously, they've struggled. Who and it's the ball away more between them two. Well, yeah, <laughs> basically. But what you're saying is right, um, Pat. Like, with, with Van Dyke not there, and obviously with, with the communication and that, and Wijnaldum and Henderson not being... They just obviously know their role inside out. And if they see Trent goes, one of them steps over and then the other one steps into, you know, uh, either like, vice versa with Robertson and stuff. And it, it's just obviously not happening at the minute. And that they've suffered for that as well. Um, over, over to you, Dave. Yeah, it's just, just following up to what you're saying on that. It's like the, the style that Liverpool play when they're at their best, when everyone's 200 miles an hour, with a high press going, even just even when you got your first choice out there, just the smallest percent of drop off, it all breaks down and has such a massive effect on the overall performance. So when you've got integral people missing, there's 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 no surprise. It's just not going to be on the same level. And there's a stat that I picked up on during that game. They said Quebec and Henderson, the 16th centre back combination you've had this year which is yeah. unreal. So, I mean, when you're, yeah. you couldn't be playing against the worst team as it, as it turned out. So I think Liverpool have been under par this season, there's no doubt, but this game, they shouldn't really judge everything on this game because like, they were all right in, in spells, especially seeing as they were 
like under under man, so to speak. And like we said, Thiago, very high caliber player, but in that setup, he's he, obviously it's a totally different level. But it's how Arteta just was like to Ozil. I don't really care how good you are on the ball if you're not going to run. You're just used. Yeah. To it. I might as well have like no one playing. So it might be the same. You're right. He's going to have to play a different role if he's going to fit in yeah. with, that, with that setup. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Well, um, yeah, we'll bring that sort of to a close on on the Leicester Liverpool game, guys. Um, obviously, we'll cover them more, Greg, when we come to our predictions for for the weekend because yeah. you've got a big game coming up with the Merseyside derby. But um, big game, big game, yeah, man. massive. But we'll um, we'll move on to the, to the next fixture, which Ooh. was uh, Pat's boys, uh, Crystal Palace. Getting completely fucking three <laughs> nil by Burnley. So um, yeah, what the hell have you got to say to yourself, mate? Just just another outstanding performance, wasn't it? Really, um, <laughs> total football. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Roy's saying in the changing room before the game. He's or anyone. There's no leader there. That, no one's geeing him up before because that's the third game in a row we've conceded in the first five minutes. Like. It's like they're coming out and they ain't ready. And they're taking too long to wake up and get into the game. And once we go behind, very rarely do we go on to get anything out of the game. So three, go- three games in a row conceding in five minutes is just, just shocking. Like, I mean, at halftime, it was that bad. I thought about putting rugby on to start. It was unbearable, mate. And then same thing second half. Like... Again, they come out scoring the first five minutes of the second half. It's like, what is going on? Why is there no so there's no get up and go, there's no leadership, there's there's just nothing at the, like there's nothing at the back. I know we've got an old squad, but it's just poor. Like it was it was just as poor as the Leeds game, and I didn't think I'd see us play that poorly again. So I mean I, there's not really much I've got to say on it, to be honest. Like Again, I sound like I'm sort of beating the same drum all the time, but for me, the players ain't ain't playing. Like half of them are out of contract in the summer. Whether they want another contract at Palace or not, you think they're gonna you, you would think they would want to play to impress another team somewhere, or at least play to impress to try and get another year or two at Palace. But for me, if if Roy's not going to be there next year, why not bring someone in now so they've got the last half of the season to assess the squad they've got, see what they want to change in the summer to get ready from a fresh start next year, really? Yeah. I reckon, I reckon if the fans were there at the stadiums at the moment, Roy would be gone. But because there's no pressure from the stands, the club ain't sort of feeling the pressure to get rid of him. I understand where you're coming from now. I'll come to you in a sex drug. Um, I think a few weeks ago when we spoke about this, we was like, that had probably been a good move because you look like safe as houses, like the bottom three were offering nothing. But now when you've got Fulham in a bit of form, they've only lost one out of six, Fulham, and it only needs them to, to win a couple more on the bounce. Like they're only 10 points behind you. And the way you're going, it doesn't look like you're going to be picking up many points. Like, you could eat yourselves and Newcastle, for me, because Newcastle missing Wilson, you missing Zaha. I think both of you could are going to start looking over your shoulders in the next couple of weeks. But um, 
So I think it might be one of them. They might want to stick with a bit of what they know with Roy until they know that they're safe, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and no, I get that. And I do think we could end up... I, I don't think we'll get dragged into the relegation battle. But I definitely think, you know, we'll get dragged a lot closer than what we should have been a month yeah. ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, Struggers, sorry, mate. Over to you now, mate. Sorry, mate. I didn't watch the game, I'll be honest. I mean, it's one of them games, if it ain't your club, you've got to be some sort of pervert and you to <laughs> <laughs> sit there and watch it. But I mean, I was surprised when I saw the score because I, I knew Palace weren't playing well. We spoke about it enough on here. But Burnley are, Burnley are Burnley. I can't remember the last time they scored more than one goal, let alone yeah, like, three. So it must have been bad. But what I wanted to ask you, Pat, was a couple of weeks ago, we was talking about Eze and, and Zaha and that. And I think you said, we, we said, who would you rather keep going forward? And you said Eze. Is the last couple of weeks without Zaha change your mind on that? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. No, purely because I think what we need to do in the summer is if Zaha goes, rather than replace him with one man you build the team around, which is what we've had since we've been back in the Prem, is you need a spine. Like you need three or four players that you can depend on so that if that one man is missing, the team have still got other options. Like at the moment, don't get me wrong, like we're obviously we're a much better team with Zaha in the team, but we therefore rely on him for everything. And that's why as soon as he's gone, we've got nothing. So yeah, I'd I'd still choose Eze as long as with the money they got from Zaha. They put it on to, you know, at least three decent players. I think it's a good right. call. Like we mentioned before, Strug, with West Ham, going for someone like Ivan Tony. Like, if you if you sell Zaha for decent money, go and get him and a couple of others, I'd say, from the championship even. You could yeah. solidify and strengthen your whole team and you're a stronger Yeah, outfit. I think I think we need an out-and-out goal scorer, a young you but solid centre-back. Huh? you got Ben Teke? <laughs> Um, a young, solid centre-back and then just someone to bust that centre-mid. And then, you know, you can build the rest of the team around that. And they don't, as long as you've got those positions sorted, everyone else can go missing a little bit here and there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Greg, what's your thoughts, mate? Yeah, no, just going to what Pat said, like, obviously conceding early in that, I just find it hard, like, because although, like, Tim... Uh, Kale, Gary Kale is he's old in that but that's he's the perfect sort of player like he should be on the players this you know this is what we've got to do early doors get in get involved not concede you know what I mean and then players like him you've got you've got your experience there I just I, I find it hard that you are doing that when you've got players like that there He's still trying to find Rafinha, that's why. Well, I know. That obviously, you know, that obviously killed him. But I mean, like, <laughs> he, he's been there and done it. Do you know what I mean? And when you signed him, he's kind of like a big player that you... Um, I, mate, yeah, I was... I just think you should be doing better with... Even though he's not the greatest and he is older. Like, he, he's got that experience to just... On the Champions League, didn't he, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was waiting, boys. Come on. Team him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, so between him, obviously Tompkins is out injured at the moment. 
and Scott Dan and Czech TIA. Yeah, you, <laughs> your man was free. back the weekend, wasn't he? <laughs> you got three experienced centre backs there that should be, even if they haven't got the ability they used to have, they should be geeing everyone else up around them. And just commanding them and saying, look, I ain't got the legs to catch it, catch him, but that's your fucking job. You do it. And just barking out orders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you're right, mate. Posting people through the game. It, that's what I'm saying, yeah. like, with their experience and stuff. And just to know that, like, they don't beat us in the first five minutes, lads. Like, we've got to earn the right and stuff like that. You know, that's, you know, that's always said. And as you said, they should be ready. They should be, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, it's a sucker punch, like especially for a team like Burnley to come and do that. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing losing three 0 to Burnley. Who's the captain? Look like what? fucking well beaters and all, mate. Um, Boyle, over to you, mate. Yeah, just sort of touching on like Burnley. Like I think it was Strug that said that whenever they ever scored them more than one goal in a game, like they're just. I just I don't understand Palace without Zaha. You can't just have the mentality that you're gonna. <laughs> just not try and win games because he's not playing. It's just, I read a quote somewhere, again, I don't know how true this is about Roy Hodgson saying he's just not bothered if he signs a new contract or not. And that just sends the wrong message to the to the players. Is it? I mean, Palace have got, I just looked it up, Palace have got 29 points. So they're not safe by any stretch of the imagination. Like Tell said, if they don't start picking up points in the next couple of games, if they get dragged in with Fulham and Newcastle, and from what I've seen, Fulham look a very good outfit. They just had a mare in the first 15 games. Last 10 games, Fulham have played really well. And obviously, they picked up another point tonight. They were in the lead for a, quite a bit. Oh, did they play tonight? Yeah, yeah one yeah. all. Yeah. One all with they were, they were winning the game as well. But Fulham, look like, Fulham are picking up points every single game. They're unbeaten in their last six away games. That's not relegation form, so... Yeah, they're not losing, are they? You must be worried that you're going to get dragged into it, surely. Yeah, I think our next two games could be vital. I think we've got Brighton and then Fulham, or Fulham and then Brighton, either way around. And I think... Yeah, massive. We need four points out of them. But without Zaha, like, honestly, and on the last two performances, I just can't see it happening. No, and no. then, yeah, I mean, the whole Roy Hodgson thing, I think... He's come out and said, like, you know, he's not ready to retire and he would like to stay. But I think he's well aware that a lot of people, well, a lot of fans at least, think his time he went. And I think the board are well aware that the majority of fans, and I, I don't think they'll sack him, but I think they'll sort of Mutual. let him go amicably, amicably yeah. at the end of the year. You but mentioned, I mean, sorry, Matty, go on. Like, what is he, 73 or 74 years old? Or something like that. Old, old is going to do ever in the Premier League. Older than the Burnham <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, just touching on what... Still indoors with the missus and enjoy your retirement. It's probably <laughs> going to be brown bread in about three or four years. Like, you know what I mean? What's the point? Yeah, that's what pretty will kill him, stopping. He's pretty yeah, petrified to stop because that would be... The yeah, maybe he is. Yeah. His brain might just switch off. I don't know. He's just... I just, I just think it's strange to be managing at that age. I really do. Yeah, he's just he's had a great career in like, as well. He's managed some big clubs. People forget he was into Milan manager, wasn't he? So yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he's managed all over well. Europe, mate. International, Sweden, uh, Switzerland, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, you touched on your next fixtures, Pat. Your next four games will pretty much sum up whether or not you're going to get dragged in or not. You've got Brighton away. Fulham at home, Tottenham away, West Brom at home. 
Wow, that's huge. There's some six-pointers in there. Do you know what I mean? If you don't pick up wins against like your Brighton, Fulham and West Brom, they're, they're going to be the ones that are going to be catching you. So Yeah, that's it. And, and like sort of going on what Boyle just said about, you know, without Zaha, they just don't look up for it and they're just going to get beat. It's like, even if you don't think for whatever reason that you can't win without Zaha, don't get fucking beat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Play out and four and nil-nil. Just keep it tight. Like, you'll get one or two chances and something could happen. But conceding three to Burnley and just, you know, not being able to... I think we've had, like, two clean sheets all year. It's like a Roy Hodgson team is, you know, traditionally tight at the back, boring football, and hits on your counter. But we can't even do that. Yeah. Um, we we was like that with Cam, to be fair. Oh, are you Ben, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, stick, sorry, Carl. Is it right if I talk, mate? <laughs> Put your hand up. Fucking airline. <laughs> Wait, is that both of us? So, um, stick with Palace for a minute. They, um, I can't believe Palace are only. We're talking about Palace like this, but they're only five points behind Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what this is what we're talking about, yeah. And we're 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 Kane in Palace, and Arsenal are only five points in front. So. I mean, I think Palace have overachieved a bit earlier on in the season. Um, let's cut them a bit of slack. Let's, uh, let's, let's dig out some other teams, I think. And, uh, <laughs> while, while, we're, while we're talking about Palace, what, who's your captain, Pat, at Palace? Uh, Milleboy Avic. Okay, all right. Just, uh, just, I was just interested, that's all. He's that cruising, yeah. He's trying to catch you out, isn't he? <laughs> Check the <laughs> I rate him. Um, Greg, over to you, pal. Uh, going back to like what we were saying about there's 14 players out of contract this season for you. Is like, there? Yeah. Wow. They've got 14 players running out of contract, and obviously Roy, like stalling on whether 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 he's stalling or not. I don't know whether it's the club. Roy's but, out of contract, and all that's why. Well, oh right, he is out. But 14 players, like you know, and like what you're talking about. If you get rid of Wilf. That becomes fifteen plus. He's your best player. How, yeah. how then? How then? How then are you going to replace with that money them players plus trying to get in another player of maybe yeah. not the same caliber, but you know you've got to try and get in a couple of players that are maybe just that that pool of players below to try and sort your whole squad out as such. Yeah, and I think that just shows it's been pretty poorly run by the by the board to let it get to the stage where half your squad effectively are out yeah. of contract. And, you know, even if you go and keep five of them, that's still 10 players going. Yeah. And how, like, they, they say they're tight on funds and that's why they haven't refreshed the squad and brought in younger players for the last couple of years. But now all of a sudden, you're going to have to go and either bring kids through that ain't ready or go and buy a second-rate players because you haven't got the funds, and then you're looking at a guaranteed relegation scrap next year. So you won't even get any money for those players either. I'm just no, exactly, looking, yeah. I've just got up the the names of the the players that are out of contract. I'll just run you boys through them quickly that, that are out of contract at the end of the season. So you've got Batshuayi, <laughs> but you have an option to buy him. Uh, Jeffrey Schlupp, Sacco, Townsend, Ben Teke, Van Arnholt, Tyrick Mitchell. James McCarthy, James MacArthur, Nathaniel Klein, Joel Ward, Scott Dan, 
Martin Kelly, Gary Cahill, Wayne Hennessy, Connor Wickham. Yeah, That's I the reckon that, 11, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty much your team. That's a championship team right there. Yeah, there's, there's seven there that I would like to see stay. Even I'd say probably only three of them are getting in the first team. It's mental that Tyreek Mitchell's out of contract. Like he's he's only just broke in. How have they not yeah, exactly? Him like yeah, they've obviously good. given him some like sh- little short deal with his first contract. But it's like someone has snapped him if, up. He's even, only twenty one and he's good. Yeah, yeah he, even if that was the case, if they gave him his first like senior contract a year and a half ago, whatever it was, he broke through. Don't let it get to the last six months because now technically any of them players are allowed to is in it. They're allowed to chat to any. Co- club outside of England aren't they so yeah. I think I think PVA has already said that he ain't interested in staying he wants to I think he wants to try and have one last year in Europe or whatever um, Sacco he, he'll be gone Batshuayi I'd be very surprised if they if they signed him um, and then you've got players like Scott Dan again he could do a job as a backup but he's not you know he's not first team material do you know what I mean like the only ones I really, yeah, the only ones I really want to see is like Tyreek Mitchell, uh, Jeffrey Schlapp. Um, oh. <laughs> fucking, I don't think he's played in about a year and a half anyway. Um, How, Kelly, he, contract? he must be about 40 by now. He's been around, yeah, I think he's still only like 26, 27, but he's just constantly injured, isn't it? Yeah, he's Proper 27, Connor right. Wickham loves an injury yeah. to fella. Um, Kyle, over to you, mate. Yeah, no, I just want to go back to the, like, the Will Zaha thing. Obviously, with all your, all your players you've got out of contract, the, even, even the money you make for on Zaha, if you was to sell him, which I don't think you're going to get anywhere near what you'd have got last year anyway. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure United get a, get, a, get a cut of that anyway. Whatever you yeah, I think get. it's like so 15%. Have, so you're not even going to have the full fee for what you get from him to spend on, your, on a player anyway. And the mm-hmm. Ivan Tony thing, yeah, it's nice to talk about him, but I'm not being funny. If Brentford come up, you've got no chance of getting yeah. I'd rather start Brentford. I, I actually think a bit more of a stable club. I know they're not, not in the Prem yet, but he's going to have a year in the Prem with Brentford. He ain't going to leave them if they come I, up. And they're obviously doing quite well. I think I even where you go, I really don't. Even if Brentford don't come up, a team will come in that will be a lot more appealing than Palace. Yeah, like even like a West West Ham, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I, I don't on, think you're looking looking like you're going to get players. So uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Look, go touching go on, on what you said about Zaha, is last year what baffled me is like obviously knowing that there's a sell like sell on clause or percentage to United. Apparently, Palace got offered fifty mil plus three players for Zaha last summer from Everton. It's like, well, that one takes a big chunk out of what you've got to give to United. Plus, yeah. it's like, you know, I don't think they were the best players, but we ended up buying um, McCarthy for 10 mil from him anyway. He was one of the players. It was that Cenk Tosin, and then I can't remember who the third one was. So it was all three players that probably would have done a job for us this year. Yeah. Go, go on, Greg. Yeah, no, just back to the Brentford thing, mate. Like, obviously... Like, um, Strug, how much did you buy Ben Rama for? 20 million, I think. 20 million. million. Yeah. It's a bargain. Uh, what, Loan to well, buy, Again, I get, oh, no, haven't you bought him now? Yeah, because yeah. we 
Uh, loaned Ling- uh, we only had two domestic loans. We loaned Lingard and then uh, just paid up for Ben Rama. So you paid up for him. Yeah, no. So again, 20 million, right? So even if they, even if what Kyle was saying, even if they come up, if they're, they're probably not going to get him anyway. But even if they don't, he's probably gone and, because he's a, more of a goal scorer than Ben Rama, he's probably... He's, and what they sold Watkins for? Well, that's what you've got to tie it in with. Watkins, what was he thirty-five mil, and he's yeah. scoring more goals and than Watkins. Yeah, he's come in and he's absolutely smashing it. And he's, you've got to look at that sort of price tag. Palace ain't playing; they're, they're not paying no, that anyway. No chance. No chance. So, I mean, it's a bit of a. It's nice to talk about, you know, because he's a Championship striker. You, you'd, you'd hope to think that you probably could get him, but you're talking about them players going for that money now in the Championship. So, yeah, Brent, Brentford ain't, ain't cash strapped, mate, because they make money every year on players. Yeah. So, and yeah, I don't see Palace even going for that, like that sort of caliber of player. Yeah. Like, um, Boyle, go on, mate. Just quickly on uh, Wilfred Zaha, Pat. How long has he got left on his current contract? I think it's still quite a while. I think they signed him to like a five-year deal, maybe eighteen months ago. So I think it's like it's it's a good two and a half, if not three years. Um, but contracts don't really mean nothing at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Other than the fact that he ain't going to go for free. If he wants to go, he's going to be gone. I think, I mean, the club I've said for the last couple of transfer windows, like if a European playing team come in, then they'll, they'll listen to offers. But they said they're not willing to let him go. Like they said, they wouldn't let him go to Everton last year because they ain't playing European football. And his biggest thing is he wants to test himself at the next level. He's yeah. um, I just had a look at it's till June 2023, so um, two, two, years, yeah. two years left basically after this season. Because I know recently he changed agents, I don't know if you know this, but he signed to Rock Nation. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah, 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 I see so that. I can imagine them being in his ear roll in the summer saying, Look, like, how they say, like, yeah, it's time for you to go. Oh, yeah, they're, they're gonna want a sort of a big lucrative club where he can get like good sponsorship deals and all yeah. of that. Yeah, that's definitely coming for sure. That's what I would. That's it, based on that, he'll probably come to Leeds because they sponsor us now in Rock Nation. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they're one of our um commercial sponsors. Really? Yeah, oh, would you have him? No, shit. <laughs> it's just a shit older version of Rafinha so not really Rafinha and Jackie Harrison are keeping him well out of the side um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll bring that to an end anyway Pat the, the Palace chat put you out of your misery thankfully um, and let's move on to you Jonesy and your one all draw with the mighty baggies oh. what's, your, what's your thoughts mate you was all giving it to Bigger and all of you lot yeah, when, when they fucking, no. when you, oh, no. you was giving me enough shit you're fucked Shit, you <laughs> we blaggers are pants. Yeah. yeah, no, it weren't good. It was poor. Do you know what? I blame it's I'll blame you because you Me? you have called it to be fair. You said Allardyce is gonna do an Allardyce and he and he did. It was just it's again I, it's so frustrating. I'm so pissed off with the inconsistent shit that I have to watch. I get so excited to watch them nowadays, but then Ten minutes into a game, I'm like, "What's the point? What is the fucking?" Yeah, it was just. It, I mean, they get bicked every week, every fucking week. They get bopped, and then we go and fucking, <laughs> and then we uh, and then we go and fucking draw to them. Again, Newcastle, they're getting bopped every week. I guarantee this week it's going to be a struggle for us we, because, yeah, just the way we are. I mean, Lindelof. 
I half wanted it to be a foul. I thought it was a foul, but no, you just a, it was just a pussy hole. Just be stronger. It, and I mean, so so early in the game, you can't even say you're tired because it's so early. Just be stronger. Listen, you ain't going to win every challenge. I know, but Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, it was just it was just poor. But we're still second. I don't know. I don't, again, I've said it before. I don't know how. I really I, honestly I, don't I, know how. Some that. fucking bribes, probably. Everyone else has been so uh, shit. That's why. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It is a weird season, but it just... That's frustrating the fucking life out of me, honestly. That, that, doing no one, no help from your fringe at all, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at it, Jonesy, your next three games, like you said, like you've got Newcastle, but then you after that you've got, well, you've got Chelsea, Man City and West Ham. They're yeah. three massive games. Yeah, nice. I've seen, it on, I've seen them pop up on the United Twitter, you know, like, oh, how many points do you think we can get? And that's the, the problem I've got is, we can get out of our next five games, four or five games. We can get, we could get 12, 15 points, but we could also get none. That's the problem. I don't. There's, I can't oh, I say. Hope so. Oh. We could, we could literally. <laughs> Every time we, could literally, so we lose them, we could lose them. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is, this is what I don't like about it. It's not like you could go. Do you know what? We're going to beat West Ham. We're going to beat Newcastle. We're going to beat them. We might nick a point at Chelsea. We're probably going to lose to City. I, I'm not. I don't, I'm not confident in anything anymore. Like literally, it could be not 15 what, or it could be none. That's the way I see it. Not what you signed up for, Jonesy. You glory hunted and supported them, so you win every mm. week. What's all this, this, this indecision? Is, this, this is yeah. This is a joke. This is what a disgrace. <laughs> but but I've, I've put it. I've put it on Twitter. Like you know, disgusting <laughs> myself yeah, that I thought, go, I thought. I thought that you know, we was challenging for a title. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I wanted to try and remain calm and, you know, whatever, but I actually thought we, I, you know, I thought this is a weird season, no fans. We're in it. I was singing to Greg no every fans. day. We're in it. But, fuck off. We're not, leave me alone. But, uh, <laughs> Matty, go on, mate. What's your thoughts? I've never seen someone so depressed about being second in the it's league. I mean, so hard done by, isn't they? How do you think we feel as Arsenal? I mean, Jesus, come on. Come on, Kyle. You still got to look at the positives. You're, you're still doing well in, in the table, mate. So, no, I, like I say, I am, I am happy with, I'm happy with second. Again, I don't know how. No, me neither. This is all, all I can think of now is try and stay the best of the rest. Just try, I'll be more than happy with set. Oh, do you know what? At the moment, I'll be happy with top three, maybe an FA Cup or, or Europa League win that, win one of them. And a top three, I think I'll be happy with now. But again, a month ago, I'm thinking we're going to fucking win the league. It's a joke. I'm thinking we've got this. Come on, Bruno. We've got it. I wanted to ask you if you saw the interview with Neville and Carragher on Monday Night Football when when wow. when Neville said Maguire's problem is Lindelof and Lindelof's problem is Maguire. I thought that was quite 100%. funny. It is, it's, uh, uh, it is. Again, it's been said for ages, we're never going to win anything with them two at the back and we ain't. I honestly genuinely believe that. Maguire no, needs someone to no compliment there. Maguire each looks other. a bag... Yeah, Maguire is a bag of nerves as soon as he played with him. They, they've, had, they've had their good games, don't get me wrong, but Maguire just, you could see, he looks scared now. But I think when you've got Bai there, he just looks a lot more better. He knows he can Bailly, afford to... Bailly in, is Bai injured? He's back now. He was injured. I think he had, he had a bit of a car crash, didn't he, or something? But I think he's back now. <laughs> so um, so did Lindelof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Pat, over to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, just sort of on that sort of centre back pairing. It's sort of like me and Greg were saying about like sort of how Palace 
have like got all the experience that one of them needs to control it and get the others to do it. I think that's what Maguire needs. Maguire's got the ability, but I think he needs someone next to him just barking out like the simple things, like, and then he would be a better defender. Yeah, but yeah. he's the captain. He's the captain. Yeah, he shouldn't be, shouldn't he? No, is, he shouldn't is, be. Is Bailly your my, the sort of commanding centre half? Not for me. No. No. He's got he's got a lot of accidents in him as well, to be fair. I never know if he's gonna get sent off or do something silly, but he has been playing well by. But again, recently I feel like we've looked a lot better defensively when you've had them two there. But I think Maguire pre- like likes his pace there. That's what I think. So like- say, say in the summer then, if you were, you know, if you got to choose a, a centre back to put in with either of those, who would you go out and get? Scott Dan's out of contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I play a lot of football manager. I know he's unreal on there, but do you know what? Watching that man live is a nightmare. Oh, I actually he's think football he, manager. He, he's, What's wrong with you, mate? Seriously, he, I feel like Ufemi a and Eric Bailly, Mark Two. Didn't he's he have a be, shocker last night? Had, every time I've watched him, he's had a shocker. Well, I don't rate him. I think he's well overrated. He's pre-signed a buy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of talk about this, this Jules Kunde from Sevilla. Now, again, what I've seen of him on Football Manager. No, no. Because you've never seen him play. I'm not having that. No. No. No, we, we played Sevilla last, a couple of years ago, didn't we? He oh, played. He actually, he's a, again, he's, he's, he's another, another young French one, I think. But do you know what? Listen, let's take a punt on him, I think, more than anything. To well, be honest with you, because I'm not, I'm not overly sold on Upi Meccano, So, But I feel like it needs to be something quick, it needs to be something that, quick no, and not. strong. Not we need we need it needs to be pacey. I'd like him to be a brick shit out with a bit of pace. That'd be Andy and someone that talks. What about Tyrone yeah. Mings, not, not from Villa. Not from Villa. I don't want him not from Villa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, go on, mate. No, I was, like Pat. Pat kind of not not took the question, but I, I was just about to say about their defence. Like you've got. I, I like three of their defenders, I think, are pretty much first choice for United. And you've got one, you've got one slot left. You're playing Lindelof. You don't really like him like you don't. And obviously, Maguire don't like playing next to him. You've got Bailly, as you say, who's a bit injury prone. So it was a sort of question like, who, who, who would you like to go in there? Because Wambasaka and Shaw, I think, kind of pick themselves. And then Maguire's yeah. obviously, he's not getting moved because he's captain, even though, as we said, he probably shouldn't be. But that only leaves you with one place. And it just leaves, and, you know, we've just chatted about who you want, but it's, it doesn't leave you with a lot. Like, you know, because there ain't a lot, defenders are, are, there are to come by nowadays, good defenders, mate. I'm telling you, like, yeah. it's a struggle. So many good attackers in the world, but defenders are a bit hard to come by. And especially with top clubs having them anyway. But that's it. Yeah, I mean, I bet I bet we'd all struggle like to try and find ourselves that top class centre half. I I even think you know, even buying this Kunde from Sevilla or whatever, it's it's a gamble. Everything it'd be a it'd be a risky gamble again. The only good thing about that Upper Meccano is if he's got this thirty six million pound release clause, what the hell is thirty six million for a twenty one year old? 22-year-old centre-half. He's signed for Bayern, though. Is that confirmed, though? Is that confirmed? Five-year deal. 
Oh, right. I didn't know. One, oh, one right. thing I did see, sorry to chip in, is um, David Alaba said today he's going to be leaving Bayern. He's yeah. going to Madrid. Oh, is he going Madrid? Oh, well, mm. shut me up then. Apparently. Mm. Well, it's there. Yeah. Because yeah, I think Liverpool, were, they're majorly interested. But again, it's down to that player now. If he if he's looking to run his contract down, David Alaba is going to have a pick of the litter, really. Let's face yeah. it. He could go yeah. wherever he wanted. He could be at Leeds if he wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Well, the way you play it, he's mate, but... flirting with Ramos again. Come transfer window, he's out of contract, I think. Or man, you'd love to flirt with Ramos, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> Sergio's the one. He's the one. Again, I don't want to stop gap center off. Well, with the amount of penalties you get, he might have a fucking chance scoring a few as well. No, he does. In Red Bull, we only have two goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you love a bit of Bruno, Sanders. The, the <laughs> Bruno gets. You know what? Fully with Spear on that front. Now nah, he's got to go, mate. He's I a new Frank him. Lampard for me. I say <laughs> Frank Lampard. <laughs> I love. I love that he's rattled you. He's, he's a better manager than right. Frank Lampard, though. Lampard <laughs> more than you know, isn't he? Um, right. Well, we'll we'll cut that short anyway, then, Jonesy. Um, Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, can we skip this next one? No, I, I want to talk about this one. Come oh. on, <laughs> I don't. Here we go. Uh, lovely. I really want to just end the podcast now, but I suppose I've got to take the rough with a smooth. Um, Didn't win your winning, tell, eh? No, Arsenal 4, Leeds 2, which, to be fair, the way it started, I'm quite happy with how it ended, that scoreline. Thought we was going to be Southampton. But, um, yeah, uh, Spearsy, I'll, I'll let you sort of start us off. Well... Quite unbelievable. You know, I didn't didn't I thought we'd win, but I thought it'd be a bit a bit tighter than that. I mean, we hit the post and the bar, could have had six. There was a twenty minutes in the second half that were a bit shaky. Where I thought, well, even with Arsenal, four one's never a safe score line, is it? But <laughs> about Miang hat trick, nice to see him back in a bit of form. Nice first goal as well. I couldn't believe it was his first hat trick in the Premier League. Yeah, that surprised me actually. Saka is normal self, he was unbelievable, absolutely everywhere. Um, David Luiz had a good game and I think Sabahs he, he seemed to go under the radar a little bit he was everywhere he was tackling in his own box he was in the Leeds box nice little nutmeg for the Bellerin assist um, and your keeper fucking hell you give Alisson a run for he did have a proper Alisson didn't he yeah yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah um, Boyle yeah pleasantly surprised I thought the game would be a bit closer than it actually was um I still think going forward I don't want to wax lyrical about Tierney too much but again Suarez is steady but we just offer so much going down that left side with Aubameyang and whoever's playing the left and Tierney it changes the whole dynamic of our attack and I'm not even just saying this if he was playing I think we would have scored even more just because of the pure threat that he has especially with his deliveries in the box. Um, we we miss him, but same as Spear said, well happy with Aubameyang getting a hat-trick, a long overdue hat-trick. But again, yeah, it's just Arsenal to give you a heart attack, foot, like coasting and still think that they could draw or lose a game, especially when Leeds scored the second. I was, I was going thinking, yeah, we could be in trouble here. But yeah, glad we got it over the line, to be honest. DS? All right, mate. Yeah, um, same same as the lads, really. Like, massively, pleasantly surprised. I didn't really see it going like that to to get in front that early. Um, I, I, Leeds d- didn't seem to be playing at their best, but I thought that we 
kind of made it that way because we was passing out from the press was some of it was a bit touch and go. It had to be spot on the way they passed through the, the Leeds press there. And um, yeah, they were just, they were just clinical in certain situations, which they haven't been other weeks. They've wasted, wasted opportunities, which they, they didn't waste this time. Um, I can't, when, when Saka went over, I was, I was screaming for a pen. I know you thought differently too. <laughs> yes, I fucking did. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it was just one of them ones where if it's your team, you're, you're going for that. You're calling for that all well, it was. I don't think it was anything different in that and Bamford's. I think if you give one, you've got to give the other. And I, I weren't screaming really for the Bamford one. It was... Was you not? To be, to be fair, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Bamford's one, I was. I had my head in my hands. I was like pen, all day long pen. I, it if, was, for yeah. me, it was more of a pen than the Saka one, but I just think he got muscled out of it. No, I agree. I, as Saka's wasn't given, I was pleased that the other one wasn't given. You can sort of say it was evened up, but... Yeah, if Saka's was given, I think 100% they would have given Bamford's because yeah. I, I just thought both of them, the, defend, the defenders were clumsy. They've gone across the line of way, the way the player's running. And I don't know, I don't, I don't think either defender deserved the benefit of the doubt, really, with what, what they did. So, yeah, it, it was even in the end. It, it was, I thought yeah, both. that's it. It, it levelled itself yeah. out, didn't it? Yeah. And yeah, so we we done well. It was good to see Bamiyang back on form. I thought we looked a lot better with uh, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and um, Tobias. Like having some more boulders on the pitch at the same time, um, I don't, we wouldn't have made it out of sort of some of the passing moves we'd done away from sort of Leeds as pressing if we didn't have people with that ability all on the pitch at the same time. And and yeah, like typical Arsenal, we're four 0 up, and I still can't sit there and, and, and relax because you. I mean, I've, Newcastle 2012, whenever it was, I can't, I might have that year wrong, but 4 0 up. I rate him. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, from, was, from um, our point of view as well, like you said there, Dave, like the game started horrendously for us. Like you boys started like, like a house on fire. Yeah. Um, I think the likes of sort of Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and Saka, I suppose, but more Smith Rowe and Odegaard. I think they both sort of had a point to prove to sort of prove that they can both play in the same team and yeah. one isn't going to get pushed out by the other. Yeah, um, I think, and yeah, I think that, that three of Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and Saka works so well because they've all got ability, like there's no denying that, but they're all they all work fucking hard. They did, and that, that's the thing with, with what, I, what I like about Arteta. He won't have anyone in the team just because of their ability. He needs them to put in the same shift as as everyone else. And when you're a team that relies on hard work, when there's that a bit of a drop off, obviously they're they're nowhere near towards. You look at somewhere someone like Liverpool last year. That's the benchmark of what everyone's trying to get. So no way you can expect them 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 standards, but kind of you can see the certain games where they're on it and when they're not on it. And that was one where they was. Where, where they was on it, but credit credit to Leeds, it was uncomfortable in the second half, and um, you know they 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 don't give up. Even even Arteta said that he had, said he's, he had a quote where he said it, playing Leeds is like going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. um, you just don't want to do it. And at four nil, um, well at half time, he said, look, there's one team that's not going to give up in this whole league. In this whole league, it's, it's Leeds. So you know, keep. Because most Arsenal teams have a little bit of complacency in them when they go a few goals ahead. And then because of past capitulations, you, you do see the, the sort of puppers flapping like, <laughs> on the pitch and, and off the pitch. 
So, yeah, massively pleased to get that one over the line. It needed that win after last year. Uh, fair play to you. I must admit, like, it hurt us, but I was quite impressed with Arsenal. I thought you boys put in a really good performance. Um, like, like you said, we weren't at our best. I think I'm not one who's going to really ever criticise Bielsa because the guy's a genius and he's worked wonders with our team. But he, I think he made, made a big boo-boo this weekend. I think... Um, like obviously, we were missing Calvin Phillips, who is our catalyst. He, he makes everything tick over. He's a big mystery, um, and he, he's, he's got this uh, thought that our, our next best like CDM, central defensive midfielder, is Pascal Strike. And that, I understand that. Like, if, if, he, if he thinks that, then that's fine. Put Pascal in there. But in order to accommodate that, rather than just put one player out of position... Um, to cover Phillips, he's ended up reshuffling the pack, and we ended up moving three players out of a winning team, um, and we we've ended up sort of dragging Alien back to centre half, and we've lost his partnership down the right hand side with Rafinha, and they've been on fire together, um, and I, I think it just upset upset the balance of the side, and then with you boys starting so well, before we could really settle into the game and find our feet. We were we were two 0 down and chasing the game, and then it was just like fuck me, this is one of them days, you know. And then the, I've got I've got to give your boys a hell of a lot of credit for the high press because you made it so fucking hard for our playing out from the back style, which is what we do and we swear by it. And Arte, I think Arteta's got a bit of a heads up on a lot of sides because he's played us more than others because we obviously had you in the cup as well last season. Um, and I think he's seen a bit more of our team, and he knows he's done his he's done his own work clearly on on what we do and what outlets we look for. Because I know like Melier made a, a complete howler bringing Saka down, but that was all down to you boys cutting off every possibility of an out ball for him, and he was just it's drummed into him to to not just bang it long and lose possession. So he was waiting and waiting for that opening, and before he knew it, Saka's on him. And I've got to give you boys a hell of a lot of credit. Like, like I said, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka, and Albamiyang, that that front four played so well as a, as a defensive unit as well. In you would have, they were the first line of your defence, and they they made it so difficult for our boys. And then um, obviously we we tried making a few changes, and it improved. And like you said, if any team's not going to give up, it's us. We never know when we're beaten. We will just keep keep plugging away and plugging away until something works. And we had a, a bit of success, but by the time it was sort of, the game was dead. You know what I mean? It was dead and buried. You were 4-0 up. We had so many young players out there, like Jamie Shackle and Niall Huggins. It was his debut. Pascal Strike. Like we ended up with the back four, them three were all in it. They're all 20, 21, 22, I think they all are. And they've, like, they've barely got any games under their belt at all, let alone at that sort of level against a, a team like Arsenal as well, against that calibre of player. So just bad that the office, from our point of view, I'm, I don't really want to dwell on it too much and just want to forget it ever happened, really. <laughs> um, go on, Kyle, you've got, got enough thoughts on it, mate. Well, it's, it's more just about this review, really, for with regarding our click. Now, again, I don't... I've not watched every minute of your games, but he's... His form, his form recently has been poor, very poor. I was wondering, would you like? What are you? What's your thinking of him? Do you drop him? Do you not drop him? 
you know, like what what would you do with with Click? Because it, it ain't working at the moment. But again, he's probably one of your better players. Not yeah, clicking. The, the, the thing yeah, the yeah. thing with Click, he's been <laughs> he's been an ever present really under BL. So he's only missed a couple of games. Um, he played something like 93, 94 games on the bounce um, under Bielsa. And he was he was a solid sort of eight out of ten every week. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think he, like, he started the season like a house on fire, was phenomenal. And I think he's been quite hurt by the personnel changes. We've had quite a lot of injuries um, and he's barely played in... Like a, a midfield three that, that we play with, it's, it's barely been a settled three throughout the season. Um, he's been chopping and changing. He's played a couple of games in the Phillips role like against Villa. Um, he, he switched sort of in and out of the side, and he's one minute he's got Rodrigo next to him in, in that midfield role, where Rodrigo sort of has taken his time to settle into the team, and he doesn't offer as much in a defensive capacity that would help click out. Just leaving Click exposed, um, and I don't think that's any fault of his own. I think he's just having to cover more ground than he would usually do. Um, but I think he sort of he, he fell out of form, and he, he has been dropped. He, he got dropped for two or three games on the bounce, which is sort of un, unheard of under Bielsa. Um, but he, he brought him back in not this week, the week before, and he 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 looked like he was back to himself. He played a, a very good game, like he, he pretty much ran the show. Um, and this game, it, like I said, it just again personnel changes. Phillips weren't behind him. He's then got a uh, Pascal strikes, not really a, a, a solid central defensive midfielder. He's a centre half, so he's having to sort of try and nurture him into that role as well. And I, I, I don't think Click's a problem. I think it's just coincidental, really, that he seems to be the position he plays. It stands out when when the whole system isn't working. It looks like it's on him, but it's it's no fault of his own. Um, Boyle gone because I know you rate him. I know you do. I, I, I think he's a great. He's, him, he's my yeah. favourite player. Rafinha is very very closely becoming that because he's amazing. But I love Click. I think he's an amazing player. Um, go on, Boyle. I was just going to say, with regards to Leeds' point of view, I know you love the bloke Calvin Phillips, but yeah, it just seems like Leeds don't play the same when he's not there. It doesn't pick the same, so. I mean, I know one player doesn't make a team. I thought Leeds played, I mean, apart from patches where a bit of switching off in concentration, I don't think Leeds played that bad. It's just Arsenal look at it. When you've got, like you said, Saka, Ceballos, um, Odegaard, Aubameyang look like they were all bang up for it. But we need to play like that more consistently rather than just playing like that for two games and then not winning yeah. four games. Yeah, because when you boys click like that, when you when you yeah. play like all of them sort of players, if Aubameyang's at his best and Saka's at his best, they don't give anyone trouble. Like they're they're yeah. good players. That's what. But I still don't think that Arteta knows what his best side is. No, he doesn't. One, one minute Lac- Lacazette was flavouring a month and he was in. As soon as Aubameyang's had a little bit of a rest, I know he's had some on the field, off the field stuff going on, but he's back in the team. Him scoring a hat trick. That's Lacazette not playing again mm. for another cup couple of months now I don't see him ever starting if Aubameyang's going to play like that but I just think Arteta needs to nut, he needs to I don't know how you could get to this point of a season and still don't know what your best team is yeah um go, go on Greg just back to you mate um about Melier like his mistake I think is it not more annoying that he's made a mistake like that after you know he's a keeper obviously so he he must look out for 
other keepers what they've done, i.e. Alisson last week. It like, takes some the heat off here. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just asking because obviously it's a big, it's a big mistake. Like, by, no, but what I'm saying, we were trying to say is you see that mistake from Alisson as a keeper himself, you see that mistake. And I know as what you're saying is it's a bit like Alisson, sweeper keeper. It's put into them. Don't boot the ball. Don't boot the ball. But you've just seen him do that yeah. last week twice. And then it's happened to him. Like I know, I know what, what you're saying, with, yeah. What, what is it with keepers now that they just don't want to kick the ball? Yeah. It's football's changed, isn't it? And I think if you're playing, no, no, yeah, if you're know, playing just, the sort of style of football that, that we play and that Bielsa demands of them, it it comes from the the back and Melier. Like Melier is the forefront of a lot of our attacks. It might sound silly, yeah, no, but it's, it's him Edison, who sets the ball, like, you know, rolling, ball rolling. Um, he he starts every, pretty much every attack from from the back, and the the way we sort of play is we'll knock the ball about between sort of the back four, waiting for them openings. That the mid, And the midfield, like when you're at a game, obviously at the moment we can't be, but when you're at the game, you can see this. They, they sort of knocking it about. It's in like a methodical sort of way, waiting for them midfield to open up these gaps and make these runs off the ball. And then all of a sudden, a quick couple of triangles and, and you're in. But within four or five passes, you, you're, you're in on goal. Um and how they look at it is you pump a ball long from a goalkeeper, what, eight, seven, eight times out of ten, you're going to lose the ball. Like, that's how they look at it. So they'd rather play nine nine times out of ten, you're keeping it at the back. And then they hazard that if you do lose that ball on the one occasion, you just got to swallow it. It's yeah. not like Melier won't, like, Allison's issues won't even be affecting him because Melier's given the ball away plenty of times already this season yeah. and he's got himself out of trouble. Um, and as Leeds fans, like if that was Kiko, who's our sub goalkeeper, he he does it on a on a higher scale. He's done it loads of times for us, and he's cost us. We get on his back, but I think that's because he's a 33, 34 year old goalkeeper who's been there, seen it, done it, and should probably know better and know when he's in trouble to get rid. Melier's twenty. Yeah. He's we we as as a set of fans, we're just swallowing the fact that. He's going to make errors this season. It's not going to affect us in the terms of like getting in Europe or going down. Either way, none of them are going to happen. We're just going to have to swallow that this is a, a learning curve for the kid. And like I've seen some fans go, oh, fuck you, we should cane him because if this was Kiko, we'd be all over him. It's, let the kid do his thing. If he get, I'd rather him get all these mistakes out of the way this season. Like if, Even if he makes a few more, I'm just going to swallow it and... Hope he learns from him. It's, it's a learning curve this season. Yeah. No, I know. They're obviously asked to play like that. I know. That's what I mean. Are, yeah. It's just, you know, from my point, you see someone fuck up the week before and it's kind of like, I know you're being asked to, but just so it's not on your shoulders at that point, just get rid. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. If you look um, at City, though, in their first year, Guardiola come there and the start they're doing. You look at the amount of mistakes they were making. They were yeah, making. no, I know. I know it's... And Hold on, before we go on, we... I know Leeds are doing well this season. This is the way we play. I've got to stick to it. And we live or die by it. And then you, you get through that, that shit phase and then you reap the, the rewards. What, what, and they're now mustered at it. You know what I mean? They're That's the it. It's a, look, look at John Stones when he first started learning how to play from the back. Even yeah. at Everton, he was yeah. making untold mistakes. And now look at him. 
Exactly, yeah. Sorry, Strug. Go on, mate. Sorry, I know. I'll just say, I know Leeds are doing well this season, but I mean, are we really comparing them to Guardiola's Man City? <laughs> it's yeah. the style of play. Same. Every single team tries to play out from the back now. Every every team does it. They've all copied his style. He has changed football, Guardiola, since he's come here. I know, every- I know what you're saying there, Strug, but when you take into account our personnel, Guardiola ain't getting out of that team what Bielsa has. Guardiola isn't turning <laughs> Luke Aylin, Stuart Dallas, all these players into mid-table Premier League players. It ain't happening. He spent fucking billion quid and he's still only just about struggling to win the league every now and again. So <laughs> you can compare them all you want, but we're punching well above our weight and it's all down to the style of football that we play. Um, go yeah, on, Pat. Yeah. Just going back to what Boyle was saying about Arteta not knowing like his best team and it's either Aubameyang or Lacazette. It was like, when like a season or two ago, they had a real strong partnership and, and were playing well together. As Arsenal fans, would you rather see them two linking up or one of them up top with sort of your older guard, Smith Rowe and Saka, supporting them behind? Um, that's a good question. Um, me personally, I know Lacazette has done all right, but I would leave him out of the team for now. I think there's there's better options. Having a Bamiyang play central and having the players that he's got behind him, which can interchange with each other. I just I I personally wouldn't unless something happens like an injury, I, I would keep Lacazette on the bench and have him come on later on in a game. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the setup that we had in that Leeds game is is the way forward. Yeah. Ball players on the pitch at the same time with just your your your, your weapon. If he's on form, he's, he's a weapon. The Bamiyang just having him yeah, yeah. There eat, eat those chances up for breakfast when you've got them little uh, intricate players around him. That's what we weren't doing before. We weren't making chances for him. That's right. Yeah, and he suffered, he suffered massively for that. Odegaard looks like um, a typical type of Arsenal player of old, like technically. Yeah. Looks very physically fit, and he's only just sort of starting to, to play. So, it'd be interested to see what he what he's achieved by the end of the season, where he nicks a couple of goals, a couple of more assists. But the strange thing with with Odegaard, though, Matt, like um, I think he's a cracking player, and like he's had bags of ability as a young kid and that. But Madrid have openly said he he ain't going anywhere. They said regardless of what Arsenal think and how well he does, he's he's not for sale. So I find it a bit of a strange. I think I think a lot of it depends on whether Zinedine Zidane is still manager come the start of next season. True. So depending on who they've got in charge and where Real Madrid end up in La Liga, because when he's on... no lose for Madrid, isn't it? It's a no lose for them because yeah, yeah of course, because then he's getting regular yeah. minutes under us, and then he can go back there. He's fresh. He's had game time in a top league. Um, yeah, maybe it depends on who's going to be in, be in charge. It's the same for Ceballos. Are they going to sell him to us? I mean. Yeah, it's a weird one. But yeah, well, we'll we'll draw a line under that anyway, boys. Congrats! I'll um I'll swallow the defeat and good win <laughs> for you, boys. I must admit. Um, let's go on to the next one, Mister Strug. You're going to be buzzing, mate. You had a lovely three 0 win against Sheffield United. Sent your fourth. Um, you're For down to anyway. fifth now, but yeah. joint fourth we call it, just like in, me and the predictor, if you remember. Um, but yeah, <laughs> over to you, mate. What, what's your what's your thoughts on the high flying West Ham? Yeah, I mean, I'll take joint fourth. Um, but it's a game I weren't really looking forward to, to be honest. When the team's come out, Antonio's obviously injured again. So we didn't have a striker. Uh, 
Ogbonna was, I think he's out for a month now, which is, is going to be massive for us because he's been, he's been brilliant. So I was a bit concerned about that because I, I thought we played Fulham last week and they looked like a team who were fighting for their lives and they've switched it on a bit now. And I was thinking with Sheffield United, it's only a matter of time before they have to do something. They have to start playing. They have to come out a bit. And I thought it was just I like that they start playing <clears throat> on Monday night. But they didn't. They were shit. We, we played well, but we only played as well as we had to, really. We didn't really have to get out of second gear. We let them have a lot of the ball, but we sort of just, just picked them off. And um, we finally got our first penalty in about a year, I think, as well, which uh, Declan put away. I wasn't too sure who was going to be taking our penalties because Mark Noble's been taking them for the last 15 years or something stupid like that. Um, but he took over from Julian Dix, I think, didn't he, Mark Noble? Yeah, he's been, that, he's been around that long. It was something like that, yeah. But I saw Jesse Lingard try to take it off him, but uh, Dick weren't having none of that. I must admit, I liked that from Declan Rice. I know he sort of pulled rank and was like, pipe down, fella, this is mine. I'm, I'm stepping up now. Yeah, but I think he basically said that in the interview afterwards. Jesse Lingard said he wanted it because he, he won it. Um, but yeah, Deck, I think he stood his ground and said, Moyes has said, I'm the penalty taker, so I'm, so I'm having it. But it was a good penalty as well. So yeah, he took it well. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we got someone who can put them away. Um, but saying that, with the way we played, with no Antonio, I was a bit worried because we looked a bit toothless up at Man United in the FA Cup. I thought we played well, but we just didn't have anything going forward. But with Lingard in there, I thought it looked like he was going to be a false nine, if you like. But which I'm not really sure what that is anyway, to be honest with you. But <laughs> it looked like we had three players up front with Lanzini, Lingard and, and Bowen. Um, and it didn't look like we had anyone playing up front, if you like. They was all just chopping and changing, which I thought must have been a must be a nightmare to defend against because you don't know who you're marking if they're all over the place. And we look good. Um, I hope we can keep it up. I mean, Antonio fit in nicely in there as well with him. And I think Lingard <coughs> proved us when we, when we needed it because we started slowing down. We've we played well all season, but I don't know, over Christmas it started slowing down a bit. But I think Lingard's he got something a bit special in there and he's, uh, he's been doing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the op come in scored from a header um, and then Frederick's come on and got a goal which was which was rare so yeah 3-0 maybe it flattered us a bit but Sheffield United I think they're done I expected yeah. a bit more from them but I, I think agree mate now. Um, yeah but I was, I was happy with a win we played like I said played well enough and uh, on to Spurs on Sunday we can go and a bit of confidence with that with Antonio back as well so yeah you got a good record against them and all mate um, Kyle go on mate yeah, just wanted to say, I'm struggling. Like, obviously, I'm sure in the past when he was at United, you've give you've give Lingard some stick. <laughs> but like, what 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 was your react? Like, obviously, when you found out you've getting him on loan, did yeah. you think he would have the impact that he's had? And how how happy was you? Like, do you know what I mean? How happy was you that you was getting him, or was you uh, still a bit unsure? I was. And obviously, like, a second question. Sorry, just before, as well, you can answer both. Just let me come back here. Europa League, Champions League, talk to me. Do you think, do you, do you realistically think you're going to be around there coming into the season? Fire All away. Right. Yeah, Lingard. I mean, I weren't against him coming in. I weren't over the moon, but I weren't over the moon with it. Only only because he hasn't played, he hadn't played all season, did he, really? I think he played a couple of cup games. And mm. whenever I've seen him for Man United, I, mean, I don't watch United all the time. I've only, only really seen him when they play West Ham. He hasn't really always stood out. I think he's looked all right for England at times, but 
I, di- I didn't know what Lingard we were getting. But with the games he's played, he's been our best player. Yeah. Maybe not the Fulham game. I think that probably came a bit too soon after the Villa game for him. But against Villa and, and Sheffield United, he, he was the best player on the pitch. And I don't think, if anyone watched the game, I don't think you can really argue with it. He was. He, he, he ran the show. And he was he was mustered again Monday night. Um, and I'm hoping he's the same against against Spurs. So, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised with him. And I think at the moment, with with Declan Rice and Suchek, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet. So, yeah. Will you I'm start doing with... it yet or no? Will you start doing it or no? No, I mean, I'm 31, mate. I'm... For the, for the audio <laughs> listeners, that's Kyle doing that stupid little Jesse Lingard hand signal thing. Um, uh, Europe, uh, I think Champions League's a bit unrealistic, to be honest. You never know, but uh, I can't see that. But I mean, Europa League, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's there for the taking, isn't it, really? I think there's a few teams in the mix for it. I mean, yeah, Champions League would be a stretch. I mean, I'd be amazed if we managed to get into that. It'd take Liverpool or Chelsea, I'd imagine, really really slipping up, which I can't see them both doing. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'd still, I'd be over the moment with Europa League, to be honest. Um, um, Hops, I'll come to you in one sec, but um, mm-hmm. Strug, just to chime in, your next few games could sort of make or break the whole top six, mm. top four, whatever. You've got Tottenham, Man City, Leeds, Man United, Arsenal. I think yeah. if you come if you come through them with, say, three wins out of the five games, I think you're going to be a shoo-in because then you've got a nice little run, sort of like your Newcastles, Burnleys, Brightons, West Broms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think your next sort of four or five games are, are, are big for you. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at it earlier. I, I thought even if we come out with seven or eight points out of that, yeah, and don't and don't get spanked by anyone, keep the goal difference respectable, and then then move on for the rest of the season. I think the only one out of that that I really don't see us having a chance in Leeds. the city. Oh, <laughs> now we've already done you this season. I'm not, I'm not too worried about Leeds, but <laughs> City. But then you know, City, they're on a good run, and they but they got to lose sometime. You never know. It might be a shut up shop and nick a point from Moyes so you never know but I the way we've been playing this season I, I wouldn't put anything past us we could um, yeah we could go on and uh, yeah Europa League I don't see why not I don't see why we can't yeah too right yeah. mate um, Hoppers sorry mate go on over to you now that's right I was thinking Stro what you reckoning on the old Lingard penalty situation and I'm not just picking on things so I've seen it a lot of at Chelsea and other clubs when the player grabs the ball and it's, he wants it it puts that fucking doubt in that player's the penalty taker's mind. It's like just leave the fucking ball. You're not the penalty taker. Doesn't matter yeah. who you are. It's like it puts that doubt in Rice's mind that if he misses, that Lingard's just going to go. Well, I would have scored it. And, and yeah, just what? What do you think? I was thinking the exact same thing. And especially as it's our first penalty of the season and our first penalty in nearly a year. I mean, yeah. there's a bit of pressure there to score it anyway. Let alone without Lingard trying to grab the ball off him. So I'm not too sure. I'm, I know he wants to wants to get a goal and that, but I I don't know. I think he's wanted to be be the big man, didn't he? But um, yeah. it looked like Rice put him in his place anyway, and he, he yeah. celebrated with him Tucked after. It away, so I don't right, think yeah. there was anything no. too much in it, to be honest. I think it, I think it was probably just a bit of the case. He he won the penalty and he, he wanted it, but mm. luckily Deck put it away. Get back in your box, Jesse. Um, <laughs> over to you, Pat. Yeah, like still talking about like Lingard. It looks like, obviously, he's got a whole connection with Moyes, which has probably helped him settle in quite easily and quite quickly. But it seems to look like he's sort of thriving, being a, like a big fish, a 
and a smaller pond at West End and sort of surrounded by a so-called superstars. Bigger than your fucking pond. Right, mate, oh. I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> but like, it looks like he like enjoys being a main man rather than sort of just a bit part player or a sub. Yeah. And uh, I mean, would you be interested in signing him on permanent in the summer if you could? Yeah, no, I know what he means to be fair. He's, he won't get in a game with me, no, was he? So I think he's probably just happy to be happy to be playing. Um, and yeah, I, if he carries on like he is for the rest of the season, yeah, of course, I'll be happy to sign him. It, it, it'd have to be a sen- sensible money, though, because... 30 I mean, mil. Is he 28? Yeah, he's not as young as everyone thinks, is he? No, he's not a kid, is he? So, yeah, I'll be happy to sign him, but it depends what else is out there at the time. We've still got some good attacking midfielders. We've only just bought Ben Rama. We've got Bowen. Lanzini, Lanzini's got off the boil a bit, but we've got four nails as well. So we've got options there anyway. So it'd be, do we want to spunk that sort of money on Jesse Lingard or put it towards another striker, which we probably desperately need a bit more or maybe another centre midfielder. So I'll leave that one up to Moyes, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be unhappy if we did sign him permanently. But um, as long as we got in the other bits and pieces we needed as well, especially if we get in, got into the Europa League we're going to have to mm. we've got a tiny squad so we're going to have we'd probably need six or seven yeah. players just to be able to compete in, in both I think so it takes have a word out. with Suchek see if he's got any more of his mates that can come in they're all fucking unreal give him some potato salad you're laughing go on Greg over to you mate no, just on the transfer front um, so I heard, I heard today that that Rice's agents in talks with Liverpool and United over a move. But I don't obviously that again, that's just pure speculation. But I mean that would be that would be a massive sort of deal to go through. Like if, if you was to lose him. Big money. Big money though, mate. Potentially, yeah. I mean it would have to be, I mean, especially I'll, if they finish in Europe. I've never I've never heard of obviously Liverpool even being interested as such, but then I've, I've seen it come out today. I know Chelsea, wasn't it? Out. Chelsea were interested in him. Yeah, I think they've called it. I think they've called their interest now, which is why. Oh, is it Lampard mainly? Was yeah, that. he was yeah. trying to keep Mason Mount happy, wasn't he? Trying to keep, yeah, trying to keep his little little puppet happy, wasn't he? <laughs> we use Lingard as bait. We would. That that might work in our favour if you want him. We say you can have Lingard. We give you sixty million in Lingard for Rice. I don't know about I don't, I don't, it doesn't benefit you at all, that really. I think you lose him. It's no, going to really... I mean, West Ham would not want to get rid of him like at all. I just literally, again, I just saw a bit of speculation today that, and the first time I've ever seen Liverpool's name thrown in, plus obviously Man United, but it, it's someone someone out there saying that we're in talks with the agent. I like Declan. I think he's just, I think he's just getting better and better every week, to be fair. Yeah, he's improving any more football he plays. He, he is. He is. He's, got, he's getting really good. I mean, I was a bit unsure about him pre-last season. I thought, mm, yeah, you're all right, but he's there better. But this season, I think he's, he looks, he's looking really good. Really I good. I think he's shown that the, the better the players are around him as well, the better he'll yeah. play. As soon oh, as Suchek's come in, he's, he's stepped up even more, Declan yeah. Rice. And him and Suchek in, like, in the middle together are fucking... There's not many... Better midfield partnerships to be fair in the division. Oh, they're, no, they're pretty, they're pretty phenomenal. Down pay for Suchek? 15 mil, I think. Absolute bargain. How old is he, Strug? I'm not 20, 24, 25. 
Yeah. Fucking hell. Great. 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 I'll Google it now quick. I'm not even sure he's that old, to be honest. Have a look. It's some signing, isn't it? He's, I'd never heard of him, mate. I remember us talking about it at the time, Strug, and he came in London originally. Or, he's come or, from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, we got him on we got him on loan. Um and if we stayed up, we had to sign him permanent. And um, yeah, obviously we stayed up and, and signed him for 15 mil. And we got that his mate Kufel for five million, I think. He's a cracking player as well. Yeah. That's still an absolute player, bread and butter, he does. He looks an absolute crank. He looks... I love it though. We've we've needed a nutter for, you for yeah. Thomas Rebka. <laughs> <laughs> He must be on some refer-a-friend bonus, Suchek. <laughs> Friends reunited. <laughs> Loving it, mate. Get well, let's, um, let's bring that one to, to a close anyway, Shrugs. Again, lovely fucking win, mate, and cracking season for the Hammers so far. I must admit, I'm quite enjoying seeing you boys up there. It's just good to see. Makes a um, change, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we move on to your favourite team, Shrug. Um, ben and Ops. Over to you, boys. Chelsea, um, 2-0 win against the Geordies. Ben, do you want to start us off? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so we need to clarify one thing first. There's no such thing as joint fourth right, in the league. <laughs> Chelsea are fourth and West Ham are fifth. So Nine. that's Nine. good to bed, yeah? Because on D-Day at the end of the season, it don't go, oh, yeah, they're joint fourth. They're both <laughs> going to Champions League. Don't work like that. That'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? And then once you're in it, you can win it. But you have to get in it first. Anyway, I'm not digging at West Ham. Um, I'm just talking about numbers. So, uh, yeah, 2-0, Newcastle. I mean, what can I say? The last few weeks, it's just job done. We, we was better in the first half. Second half was a bit bit naff, a bit shaky. Newcastle looked a bit more threatening, but not very much. But I just think we're doing, we're doing what we need to do. We're just, we're just cracking on with it, getting the results, the clean sheets. And... Um, no, I don't think any Chelsea fan can really grumble. You know, and he's he's come in. We haven't lost. We barely conceded. So uh, I'm quite happy with the two 0 win. To be honest, what do you reckon, Ops? Yeah, I think you touched on it, most of it. To be honest, like I said last week about the game at Sheffield United. You can't take much away from beating the team thrown at the bottom. But we've got another clean sheet. Werner looked something like he, something going forward for a change. A couple of games in a row, but man of the matches in and stuff. And um, one thing I take out of that is uh, Abraham's injury. Might we might see a bit more of Drew up front with our um playing three at the back now of our wing backs and stuff. We might get a few more um sort of long balls and more crosses in for Drew. So I like, I like to see we give him a run of five six games rather than half hour. Here. Then he scores. Then he gets the next game. And he doesn't get anything for 90 minutes, and then he'll be on the bench for another three games. So I, I like to see him get a natural run in, see if he can sort of get four, five, six goals in a, in a two or three games and see if he can kick us going forward. So that's that's something to take out of it. But like, yeah, planning against Newcastle with no threat up front, there wasn't wasn't really much coming back. So there's not much you can take out of it but the three points and a clean sheet, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you're right about Giroud as well. He uh, he deserves it. I mean, when he comes on, he proves a point, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like um, I mean, I know he had the same situation at Arsenal where he's almost like a ends up being like a super sub, but he does deserve a bit of time, really. Especially um, everything he's give give to both clubs now, really coming on and scoring and and uh, and his professionalism 
Mm-hmm. Like he, he seems to come on and it's like he's got he's got no attitude. He's he just yeah. he wants to get his head down and score and he yeah. and he does that. So fair play to him, really. And thing is, I think what uh, Tuchel said after the game, I think he was talking about Werner and he, and his last option is him to play through the middle. So I think he'll give Giroud a run now instead of rather than giving Werner a run through the middle because he sees him as a winger coming inside rather than actual playing up front of his own. He said he'll either play on the wing or up front with someone else. So I, I think we might actually see a bit more of Giroud. So. Yeah. I actually thought uh, Tuchel was, in his post-match interview, I thought he was very open. He kind of, um, he seems very focused about what he wants to do, but I, f- I f- feel like he's um, he's putting his cards down on the table and he can, uh, I don't know if he's giving too much of his game plan away or mm. if he's uh, if he's just trying to be clever, really. So uh, I'm sure we'll see in the next few weeks yeah, when we true. come up against a tougher opposition and see uh, see what it's like against the big boys. Mm. Um, Pat, go on, mate. You want to chime in? Yeah, just obviously like, um, Verna obviously hadn't hadn't scored for for a good, good while, and then it sort of looked like when the uh, when the goal went to VAR, it looked like it was like sort of if that got sort of disallowed, it would have been another sort of knock to his confidence, and you could sort of see the the relief when it was actually given. Do you, do you reckon he'll like sort of take the confidence and push on and potentially show the player that you know he sort of showed he could be last season? Is that to me or up to me? Are you Avery? Um, yeah, I think I think Werner's been obviously hasn't been what he was last season um, or the season before, but he's definitely, especially in the last couple of games, he's definitely he's had an impact on the games. He's had an impact on the results, um, and he's been positive. So I think, yeah, you could see in his face when when it went to VAR or when it was being checked, he. He was looking at it to say, oh, no, not again. But, yeah, he, he, if it had been disallowed, I think he's still doing enough in games to deserve his place. Do you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy with him. And I think, I think he will continue to get better. It will take time. You can see that. It's, it's been a slow process already. So, but, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's, he's, he's been trying to been playing some confidence, but... Everyone's been giving him a lot of stick, but I haven't seen a lot at all from Pulisic or Ziyech this season. And I don't see them getting a lot of stick, to be honest. It's been a lot of stick for people like Werner and I mean, Havertz hasn't really done much at all. But Pulisic has not done a thing. He, he was mustered. When he came back from was it after the COVID break last season, and he just went on a mad one and he was just going nuts. And this season, he hasn't. I think he'd done his hamstring, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Since then, he's been tough. And ZH, he's meant to be this sort of next big big thing coming up. And when I've seen him, all he's done is cut back in his left foot and try and play this worldly 40-yard pass. And when it comes off one every 15 times, you think, well, it's amazing, great. But all the other times, it'll hit the first man, go out for a goal kick, and it, it, it just he's not putting his weight at the moment. So I think Werner does warrant his place weirdly even though he's not been that great the start of the season Kyle go on mate over to you I just just want to yeah quick question basically I, I see Kepper come in for the weekend um, just want to see what your boys thoughts were on are you happy for him to be given another chance or do you want to see Mendy put back in goal I, mean, I don't know why he was brought in is he just being given another chance 
But Mendy was on the bench, wasn't he? So I just want to see what your boys, what you're saying on the old goalkeeper situation because yeah, he weren't great. Yeah, Tuchel was asked about this after the game and um, he went on to explain that Mendy is he's number one um, and there's there's no question that, which is strange to see Kepa starting in the in the league. I understand him starting in the cup. Yeah, and he's, he's given him a chance, but in the league, it was quite surprising, especially with the way Kepa's like, confidence has been. But for some reason, I don't know if it's, if Mendy wasn't well or there, it, it wasn't like very very well ironed out for me. I didn't really understand it too well, but it seemed like basically he was playing Kepa, but he wasn't going to play Kepa after this game. So yeah, yeah I think he, one. what he said, he said he like you said about Mendy being his number one, and his words were something like. This was his chance against Newcastle to give him a bit of confidence. In other yeah. words, Newcastle are an absolute pony and he's not going to have a lot to do. <laughs> I think that was basically it. And then Mendy will basically be back in goal Saturday, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, Struggers? I just wanted to talk about Newcastle quickly because I was looking, I, was, I didn't even know Fulham were playing tonight until so I mentioned it earlier and I got a point. I was just looking at the table and they're banging trouble, aren't they? They're only six points above Fulham. And Fulham are, are, are picking up points now. And I don't see where Newcastle are getting another win from. They're just they're spiralling, especially with Callum Wilson out for what, eight weeks, whatever he's out for. I don't, they don't look yeah. like they're going to score score a goal, do they? Let alone get any points. So I think looking at the yeah. bottom of the table there, I, I could see Newcastle dropping, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get dragged in, mate. Like they've, they've got Man United next and then they've got Wolves. And... Who else they got after that? So they got Man United, Wolves, um, then they got West Brom, Villa, Brighton. So they're sort of, but even with without Wilson, mate, like they're going to probably be the games that he misses. With, without him, I can't see them getting a, anything out of any of them. To be honest with you, um, and then when he comes back, then like he's got a, they got to hope he's he's backfiring as soon as you know what I mean. He mm. probably won't be the same till the end of the season. And it could be too late. Yeah. Like, full, like you said, Fulham are picking points up. So it's going to be, um, they're going to get dragged in. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like it was done and dusted the bottom three. Yeah. Didn't it? But the way it's, the way Fulham were picked up and the way Newcastle are, are, are dropping. Uh, by the way, Pat, I'll just look at the table. I think Palace will be all right. Yeah, I've, I've, just, <laughs> I've just noticed as well, boys, last game of the season, Fulham v Newcastle. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a massive one. You know, that could be big, isn't it? So that could be that could be massive, mate. Um, Dave, over to you, mate. I just wanted to ask Chris and Ben about the um, the manager. Really, like to be fair, he's been quite impressive since he's he's come in. Um, do you see him as as being there for quite a few years and, and bringing some real success back to the club, or, or or do you just not see it? Do you think he'll be down the road in another year or two? And and secondly to that, did you? Say things panned out differently for Frank Lampard and he, and he was actually fairly successful this season and he, and he stayed with the club. Do you think he would, would have ever carried on and, and, and been a successful manager with Chelsea or do you think he was always doomed to, to, to not be there that long and, and, and never succeed with him, really? Uh, I mean, my, my opinion is whether it's Frank, uh, Tuchel, if you're not winning games... At, like as a first and then very very fast after if you're not winning trophies you're going to be out the door 
Yeah, and you, you only got to look at Chelsea's success over the last 15 years and they don't keep holding managers that are just winning and not winning trophies. Yeah, and so never mind managers that aren't winning. So it just, unfortunately, that's the way it is now. And it doesn't matter how much individually you rate a manager, at the end of the day, it's, it's the trophies in the cabinet that the club want to see. So um, you have to kind of disconnect to who the manager is as a supporter and uh, and really just kind of look at the bigger picture. So uh, that's my opinion on it anyway. Yeah, I think like he got sacked at the time and we, we've had a few easy games since, haven't we? we like, keep saying we're playing bottom of the league uh, cannon fodder. So Frank in charge, we might have beaten both 7 0. You don't know. And players are playing for the new manager. Alonso's getting a game now. He's suddenly poked up a bit. Some other players are out of sorts, but. You're going to get this bounce up from, from a new manager and give it two or three games. You might go and get turned over by May United next week. Then he's the worst manager in the world again. So To be fair, with Frank in charge, he'd have probably lost the last four. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> boil over to you, mate. I just wanted to ask the Chelsea boys, with regards to N'Golo Kante, do you think he'll be at the club come the end of the season? Is he still sort of figuring? Because this... this the geezer is phenomenal, like Premier League winner with Leicester. Well, Tuchel loves him, doesn't he? Didn't Tuchel yeah. come out when he when he came in? He said he's the one midfielder he's always wanted to work with, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering what you boys thought on his future. Whether he, do you, do you see him there at the end of the, uh, starting their next season? Uh, go on, Ops. You go first on this one, mate. I think so. Like Tell said, I think he's Tuchel said he's he's tried to sign him for the last couple of clubs he's been at. So. He, I think he likes him. And when he brought him on Monday, I think he tried playing him in a bit more of an advanced role, give him a bit of freedom to run about. I don't know if he's been a bit injured or sort of unwell or something, but he, he hasn't... He, I think he did have a hamstring injury or something a couple of weeks back. He's bringing him back slowly. But Kovacic and Jorginho have been playing quite well, so he's probably not wanted to break it up so much, to be honest. Just going, going back to other Chelsea signings and players, I mean, spent big money on Ziyech and, um, well, especially Havertz. Like, do you, do you think Chelsea needed to make those signings? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we do. I think we've always, we've always had a lot of depth in our squad. Yeah. Um, and maybe we've got one too many at the moment, but I'd rather have one too many than not enough. And yeah, obviously over the over the course of the years, you've seen we've had to let go of top quality players. Um, I mean, you could pick on someone like Pulisic now or ZH and say they're not really getting game time for whatever reason. They, they, they go somewhere else. They could go on to anywhere, anywhere like Man United and go on and be a very successful player. And that's a risk you have to take. I mean, we've seen it with Salah and De Bruyne. But at that moment in time, they're not in that team. So, yeah. It's, it's a tough one and sometimes you're going to let go, let go of good players. So, yeah. But yeah, I think I've, as, a, as a supporter of that club, I'd rather have the player than not have him. Than not have it, yeah. I think it's like he'll be a good appointment for Chelsea. Um, he's got a lot of experience already for such a young coach. And I just, um, as much as it pains me to say it, I just see Chelsea getting better. I think they'll slowly just kind of creep up there towards the end of the season because of the squad depth that they've got. They've got a lot of choice and obviously there's a lot of games coming up. You're still in a lot of competition. So I think it will get better for you guys 
moving forward, especially towards the end of the season as well. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, um, that I did. Yeah, I did that as well. Unfortunately, yeah. Go on, Greg. Um, yeah, no, just going back to your point, like obviously uh, Ben's point. This is about the, the you know the fifteen year period that you've had where you've done this to managers, like let them come in, and even if they've won stuff, you've been them. But that was with like your squad of old, where you had. I mean, your squads of old were unreal. Your squad at the minute, even though you've gone and spent this money, your squad, uh, I personally think your squad at the minute doesn't even come close to some of the squads you've had previously, even though you spent this money. So it's like where you're at as a club, like, you know, you brought kind of Frank into the whole point was maybe to let him have a bit of time with this young team and that. But to then bin him off and then let, let Tuchel come in now. And it's just like, yes, you do that as a club. But did you really see that you were going to win anything anyway? So why not let him carry on? Or was he literally just the wrong person? As like, I, I don't It's just, yeah. I know you do that as a club, but it's yeah. just, you know, this, this team isn't like the Chelsea team of old where you've been one manager, bring another one in and, and, and still go and win stuff. I don't see you winning stuff. No, I, t- I totally agree, Greg, to be honest. I mean, especially from a personal level, I'd I'd love to see Frank given the time he deserves. I mean, he, he was working with a, a very young group um, and it seemed like we was all under the impression that he was going to get time to, to mm. work with this group um, and probably over-succeeded earlier on. Um, uh, that might have been the downfall, what, the way we started well under Frank and then, then this slips off. Um, but it, that, that, so that Chelsea have like kind of pressed the reset button. It's like they've, they've given Frank that green light to start doing it. Mm. First moment or first signs of it not working, instead of being like, yeah, cool, we're going to give him another year, going to give him another 18 months, they've just gone, nah, see you later. And we probably won't. I mean, I mean, arguably, we, we've got a good position in the FA Cup. We're probably not going to win any silverware this year. Um, if we do, it'd be a huge bonus. But I wouldn't yeah. have thought that it, we. I wouldn't have thought it's Brick Tuchel coming in that's made that difference. Um, I think realistically, we could have got to the FA Cup final with Frank, um, and I think last he, year he should have. Sorry, sorry, Spear. Like last year. Oh, fair enough, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like last year, yeah. Yeah, so exactly that, yeah, and you just he did, Frank did get there, yeah, and and he he probably did over succeed in getting there. We probably shouldn't have got there and lost Shrewsbury, but <laughs> no, um, <laughs> it, it's just it's un, it's unfortunate. It, and the guy back to Greg, what Greg was saying is they Chelsea have hit that reset button and and they've gone back to the old ways very quickly, like yeah, and, and now they're in this situation where they've got a mixture of um, expensive players they brought in that there's a lot of demand for and young talent and they'll get to a stage where we're going to have to let some go here or there, like I was saying before. So it'd be really interesting to see how that pans out. Um, well, it's like your, your team has got, it has got places to go as in the, the players that you've brought in, they can get better, but I'm, I'm just thinking more on the tutorial level. It are, are they going to get there while he's in charge or is he going to get binned? And then it's going to be another manager that maybe get, in, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying as well. Yeah, in two, yeah. two or three years' time, it'll be the next manager. I yeah. don't know 
if Tuchel's only going to get 18 months, he, he might not even get anywhere near anything out of this squad. It might be the, the it might be the following manager. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like I know you do this as a club, but I mean, to, is he even going to get any anywhere with this squad with the 18 um, months that he's got? It is it is bizarre. It's it's very crazy because you you're just not giving the manager time to work with the players, really, are you? I mean, especially yeah. on like an 18 month thing. But yeah, it's very difficult. Um, but the the trophies speak for themselves, and and that's. That's really where it lies. I mean, you can keep chopping the managers, and the trophies still keep coming in, and and that's that, that's what's going to keep the fans happy. Yeah, yeah. The they, they've only given him that eighteen months, waiting for John Terry to come come back, mate. That's what that is. <laughs> right, he's been brought in obviously to get the most out of our big money. So they've spent a fucking shed ton of money this summer, and he he's been brought in for this eighteen months to basically say, look, you've got this time to get the best out of all that wealth of talent and if you don't you're gone basically we've spent all that money on them if you can get the best out of them if you can get us some silverware you'll get another contract but if you don't next next bloke please basically please. Well, let's um let's um, call that a, a a night anyway boys with that one we've uh we've covered all the all the games now that our teams were involved in i just had a little glance over city uh currently beating everton 3-1 as well so they're wow. Moves them 10 points clear at the top. So, um, yeah, they look to be fucking unstoppable at the moment. Um, We're going to have another episode before the end of the weekend. Um, Just like we've done before, boys, run through the uh, predictions, um, current standings and our upcoming uh, predictions for the games. And uh, then we'll also cover our baller of the week and donkey of the week. also, tomorrow night, which will, well, as you, when you guys listen to it, it'll be tonight. So uh, th- Thursday night, um, myself and Greg are going on on the stoop on the YouTube channel, um, which is uh, guys from over the pond in America, Premier League fan show. Um, he's got a, Lolo's introduced a new show called uh, The Weekend Watchlist. Um, and basically, yeah, it's just like a little preview for the, the weekend's fixtures. Greg's going to be covering uh, the the Merseyside derby, and I'll be covering the uh, the Leeds Wolves game. So, um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll call that call that a night, boys. Uh, thank you for everyone who, for listening and watching. Um, obviously, we're over on YouTube now, so please uh, like and subscribe to Only Football Fans channel on YouTube, and head over to our Twitter and Instagram pages at Only underscore Footy underscore Fans. Um, yeah, until next time, guys. All the best. See you later. Hey. Good night, boys.